My friends, this is Dick Flax, your occasional host here on Inside Isla Vista. And as often the case, I have the pleasure of being accompanied on air by Jonathan Abood, the director of the uh, Isla Vista Community Service District, chair of the City College Board of Trustees as well. Isn't that true, Jonathan? Yep, it is. I'm up for re-election. Oh. Uh, coming up soon for the chair role but the board it's the board who decides that right Other, your your fellow board member i think you, you're probably in good graces with them right i hope yes no we're no, working so. really well together <laughs> okay well greetings and uh happy we're doing this on halloween which used to be an important moment in isla vista life but what is it like now well, this weekend um, was just very empty. Uh, there was lots of parking, which we'll talk about parking later, but there was lots of parking available and um, it was not the best weather, extremely windy, nice, you know, nice and sunny, but very windy. Yeah. Um, and campus seemed pretty empty as well. So it's very different than the tens of thousands of additional people who come into IV. Which you and I, which you remember even better than I barely made it for that. I I was there on the downward right. trend of right. that, so I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, I see. Anyway, uh, so uh, you mentioned the word parking, and I know that's something on your mind right now. So, uh, the parkings you're doing a parking study. Why don't you tell us all about it? Yeah, well, IVCSD is in the middle of our parking study and right now is probably like the, the most visible and active time for the community. Uh, there'll, there'll be a lot more other opportunities to be involved, but right now we're in the middle of our survey, our community survey for anybody to take, whether you live in Isla Vista or not, or you come here once a year to visit. Um, it's a parking survey. Uh, that is, um, we're pretty excited that 632 people have taken it in just a week already, and we haven't done our full push yet to get survey responses. Um, but that's really going to be helpful for us to understand people's perceptions and opinions and experience on parking. So very important for anybody listening to the show to take the survey. Um, so how do, how do they do that? They can go on our website, and we have uh, Isla Vista CSD ca.gov and uh, on our what are we up to tab there'll be a parking page and you can click there and the surveys there for you to take um, if you're really passionate you can meet with us and our team anytime to share your views um, we're we're really wanting to dive deep into the issues of parking in Isla Vista and how it works and where we can make improvements um, it's definitely not as simple as anyone thinks. You know, the, the more we get into it, the more complicated it is. Um, right. And this show, I think, will air on November 1st. And uh, right around when this show airs, um, we'll be having our first town hall. So it'll be an open forum format this time. Uh, for So anybody who's listening can probably still make it to uh, 6.30 p.m. at the Isle of Vista Community Center on November 1st. Uh, will be it'll be an open forum for people to hear about what the data has shown so far and then share just their experience face to face with us instead of just through a survey. Um, and then we'll also be doing over the next months, but intensely 
uh, is some focus groups with families and students and business owners. And we've also done uh, long-term residents. So we want to talk to everybody. Uh, and there, We know that there's more focus groups to do with more uh, types of people, but we are, and we have a lot more to go. We're going to be doing surveys on the beach for people there and talking to them about how they got to the beach, for example, because we have a coastal commission concerns to deal with. But it's a we're we're being as comprehensive as possible to get the word out on uh, parking and getting people to give us uh, their. So so let's uh, can we unpack this yeah. a little bit in terms of what the actual decision points and and issues are, and um, maybe since you brought it up, uh, what's the Coastal Commission problem or issue in respect to parking parking? Well, the Coastal Commission is just um, not doesn't have a lot of favorable views around things relating to parking besides building more parking. That's their big solution to a lot of parking issues. Um, so well, why don't we, why don't we explain why that would be the case? Coastal because they they're concerned about coastal access. Right. Um, okay. Good. One thing, you know, one thing you could say is that the current chaotic parking situation that is 104% parked at average, which is what our data is showing, prevents any coastal access. If there's 104% of the space is taken, how is the coastal user uh, supposed to come to Iovis and park at the beach? So that's part of our case that we're building. Uh, it's very, I think it's a very obvious, you know, answer that the 104% occupancy of the streets prevents coastal access, which is what the Coastal Commission is concerned about and what we're trying to, one of the things we're trying to address, which is all this illegal parking that um, creates, you know, unsafe roads, people parking into the road too much or on red curbs where fire, fire trucks can't access. And, you know, there are a lot of medical calls in Isla Vista. Um, so anyways, going back, the Coastal Commission, um, again, like there, a lot of their views is building more parking. They wouldn't be as much in favor of something like a permit program. But they well, have well, been... well, well, there's a little experience I have because I was involved in negotiating the LRDP for UCSB campus. And one of the goals, and I represented this community coalition that wanted to restrict parking, uh, really restrict automobile traffic to UCSB, in the, you know, and uh, it was surprising and gratifying that that the reduction of parking goal was finally embraced by the Coastal Commission uh, in in their final approval of the LRDP. And we didn't necessarily expect that. So there may be more receptivity nowadays on that score than used to be the case. Yeah, they used That's to want... we've heard so far. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> we met okay. with them. Okay. Um, yeah, they're pretty, you know, their priority is a random person coming, driving, parking, going to the beach. Um, so we, so it's a challenge, but they yeah. do understand that Isla Vista is unique. They mm -hmm. did. And that's why we're doing things like 12 months of data collection and coastal surveys and um, intercept surveys for people who just parked or are about to leave. So we can really get the details of who's coming and parking and where and why, you know. So beach, so beach access, that's one issue, it's but it's by no, by, by no means the only matter with respect to parking. So what are yeah, the I other? Mean, 
one thing we're learning from our outreach is that a very, very large percentage of Isla Vista residents believe they must have a car to get out of Isla Vista. And I'm talking 90%. Mm-hmm. Not, not not like a 60-40, like 90% believe that you must have a car. Um, and that could just be the people who are taking the survey, of course, but uh, who they have cars. But uh, that's just, you know, the survey is not a scientific um, instrument, but it, it does help us glean some information about where what some people are thinking in the community. So the car issue, I mean, th- th- but we are thinking of this also in a car reduction sense too. It's not just uh, parking regulations. It's can we reduce the number of cars possibly by providing better, uh, other but better services. Um, and so one of the services that seems requested is actually hopefully already launching soon, which is an on-demand shuttle to go get groceries. MTD is working on that. Um, but anyways, the parking study um you know has the coast the coastal commission was the decision point in the past so parking has been studied before in isla vista and the it was part of the isla vista master plan the coastal commission denied the isla vista master plan which was an update to our zoning and general plan in iv um on the grounds of building too much and not providing enough parking that's one of their grounds and the county tried to do a parking study and have a program designed but it was sort of rejected by all parties including the board of supervisors the planning commission the community um and then the the plate just got dropped in anticipation of us picking it up again one day which took seven to eight years you know we weren't even formed yet uh in 20 early 2016 so the the parking issue is a decision is really a precursor decision to having housing figured out in Isla Vista. If we wanted to update our general plan or even have a general plan, uh, we would need a parking solution that the Coastal Commission is happy with uh, if we wanted to build more. So, and it that was uh, illustrated really well last week at the Board of Supervisors because there was a property owner in Isla Vista who has two empty garages and he wanted to turn them into living space Mm -hmm. and his current lot has four parking spots not counting the two garages but according to the zoning you must have 12 parking spots so he's not able to develop at all um, his property to add more housing Hmm. uh, because he'd need to have 12 spots even though that property couldn't fit 12 spots without you'd have to get rid of housing to add 12 spots um and you know that zoning code can't be updated until we finish our parking study and come up with a solution that can get the it's very complicated it's that's why this might sound really uh for the listeners who aren't as a like it is very like i'm confused a little bit because there's everyone is a little mystified that it's a complex web of decisions and that's why we're doing the study is we're becoming way more educated we know now a hundred times more information than we knew six months ago. Uh, And that's, you know, it's a community education project for us as a CSD and for the members of the community, because we're learning, we're all learning a lot um, about what can and can't be done and what the issue is. So, and that, but that's the, that's the, one of the end goals is being able to update our 
very old, old school um, zoning that needs an, a facelift. Mm -hmm. And that's been tried to be facelifted before, but got stuck on parking. So do we know whether there's a some of the parking issues in, in Isla Vista due to the fact that people are parking there uh, to who work at UCSB, but don't necessarily live in IV or? Uh, well, I, here's what I can tell you. We, you know, we can't give a definitive yes or no, but what we do know so far is at 11 a.m., there's more parking available than at 5 a.m. or 8 p.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's we we do know oh, that's that. important. Yeah, we do know that also a lot of Isla Vista residents who have cars go to work around then, uh -huh. and we also that it opens up parking. Um, so you know we don't know we haven't done that deep of an analysis yet. We will be able to soon right. of knowing who are the cars, or we're going to be creating something called parking profiles of cars are like we we're doing like a license plate recognition system which pr protects privacy 100% and anonymizes the data but we're able to know which cars are staying when and how so if a car shows up at 8:30 a.m. and then leaves at 5:30 p.m. we'll start to know that that's probably someone parking for work uh -huh. so but that takes months of data collection to be able to recognize so, so you got a, you got the CSD got a grant to do all this right N not necessarily a grant. It's a co-funded study between oh. us, the county, and UCSB. We're oh, all great. chipping oh, in one third. Excellent. Okay, that's great. And, and so that, that's the steering committee that they're all we're all on. So there's a staff. There's staff that does does this monitoring. Is that right? Is that we have a consultant. Um, oh. The company is called Dixon Resources Unlimited, and the principal, her name's Julie Dixon. She's a former Isla Vista resident, UCSB alum. Uh -huh. and was the first parking enforcement officer for the county in 1991, the first time they ever employed someone to do that role. Uh -huh. And so she got her start in parking that way. And um, They've done a lot of coastal community parking studies and plans all over California and including Maui, interesting enough. Uh -huh. They worked with the county of Maui to figure out their parking. Uh, so they have a lot of experience with the kind of area we're, we're in. I'm wondering if you think uh, there's a shift in the campus culture, student culture, away from automobile use that the, um, and how that might be a, a, a window or an opening toward, toward some solution here. In other words, for environmental as well as cost reasons, people thinking, yeah, I want to use bike. I want to use public transit. I don't need a car. I don't think I should have a car. Is that yeah. is that a, still a eccentric view, or is that do you think it more coming more into mainstream? I think maybe our focus groups will help us see more. But from what uh -huh. I'm seeing from the survey data, that is not the case. Um, the the ninety percent of Iowa Vista residents seem to believe they need to have a car. They need to have access to a car. They need a car, yeah. To and their their main use of the car is said to go to work downtown. Uh huh. Um. But there's a very good bus service downtown. Um. One of the top requests, like we have a question that says, um. 
it what would it take for you to not have a car not it doesn't get into that specific like which bus line needs to improve and how but uh-huh. it, generally the the top need is uh more frequent bus service it, but i'm not sure how much more frequent or faster you can make the bus uh-huh. from here to uh-huh. downtown i think it's like already a very good service but people still believe they must have like i'm talking 90% of people like over 90% yeah. of the people who are taking the survey it's not a scientific survey that we got to right. about that but yeah it is what so we'll see we're going to do some focus groups where we can drill down and have some more specific conversations to unravel it um, but that's what we're seeing in the survey data so far well, the focus group is a great idea because I think once people get into more in-depth conversation and thinking, they may have realizations they don't have just in their everyday, you know, thinking about this. So that that would be great. This, you know, I'm, I, I, I actually, the more you talk about it, feel this is an intriguing process that you've entered into because it does open in, you know, there's thinking about not only the immediate parking need, but what this says about, you know, about readiness for adapting to climate, you know, dealing with climate change and changing people's, um, you know, daily life in such a way that it would help the planet as well as convenience and stuff like that. It just seems like you're getting a chance to get more insight into this. So this is very good, very admirable. Yeah, and, it's a lot of work, but we it's the yeah. best thing we can do right now. So, right. yeah. And I'm glad there's a lot of people want to participate in this. That's a good good thing too. Um oh, yeah. So, uh I I wanted to mention one thing about housing which uh people may not know, which is the it is now pretty much official uh that Munger Hall project as we knew it uh is not what is going to happen and it's it's official in the in the sense that uh the uh, vice chancellor mcpherson who's in charge of you know the the physical planning of the campus uh issued a statement the other day saying describing how the dormitory development at ucsb will be going forward and he announced the uh, appointment of an architectural firm to design a dormitory at the current the site that would have been Munger Hall, as Munger had designed it, for a 2,200 unit uh, or bed, 2,200 bed uh, uh, project based on a design of apartment uh living uh, it's just a very different project it's not the munger project at all and uh secondly the, the additional thousand or 1200 students would be uh housing would be created for them in the uh, bluff area uh of the campus where there's already dorms so this it, it, what is odd about it, the re- reason I'm saying it the way I'm saying it is because they still have not said we are not going to build the Munger project. And one can guess that they don't want to say that because maybe they're hoping 
uh, Charles Munger would continue to want to be generous, even if his own uh, dream hall can't be built. Uh, I, I guess that's one thing they're thinking about. But the secrecy surrounding housing continues, even when they've made this announcement, partly because they haven't declared the end of the Munger Hall project, but also because a second project, faculty housing project called Ocean Road, which is a project aimed at building 540 apartments, uh, both some owned by the dweller and some rental. Uh, that project was supposed to be moving forward as of several years ago with a private developer. That private developer, we understand, has pulled out of it. So the Munger, so the Ocean Road project is in limbo. There's been no announcement of what's happened to it, even though it was uh, the startup of it was approved by the regents several months ago. This is a very important thing for the whole region. It's a major project, employee housing project that UCSB uh, is supposed to and has, has, uh, is expected to build based on community agreements. Yet they are completely not forthcoming, not transparent about what has happened to it. I'm not totally pessimistic that a, a, a pathway for developing Ocean Road is being, is being developed right now, but the secrecy bothers me in itself because it's such, of such interest and such need for, you know, not only those who might want to live in this project, not only for the faculty and staff, but for the wider community, as I said. <clears throat> There's a real community interest in this. Uh, you know, the existing employee housing at UCSB was built by the campus housing uh, authority headed by uh, Willie Brown, who's been the long standing uh, administrator of housing, both dormitory and, and faculty housing. And that office was bypassed both for Munger, the Munger project and for the private development of Ocean Road. And I think now the movement is back toward the housing department of the UCSB, which has built everything else that we see as campus housing. And that's a good thing because it means not depending on private, uh, on private developers to build what's supposed to be below market housing uh, and instead makes it a more social housing kind of attitude, nonprofit housing is the way to go, in my opinion, for this kind of need. So that's my both editor report and editorial uh, statement about the housing situation at UCSB. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, John. Jonathan, our sense is there's a lot of crowding in Isla Vista apartments now. Is that, you have any sense of that? No, there definitely is a need for more housing. Um, I hadn't heard about what was going on with Ocean Road, actually. So uh -huh. that's that was that's news to me. Um, but yeah, no, that's, 
it's a it's a it's the number one issue in Isla Vista is the cost of rent. So and and the the counter the counter process that's going on and that was made manifest by that huge eviction threat uh, at at uh, you know in Isla Vista, which is still hanging over I guess people there. Uh, the the purchase of of what is now affordable, relatively affordable rental housing by profit-seeking national companies uh, is, you know, there's there's a similar smaller thing that's happened in Santa Barbara City. Somebody, a, a company bought a, um, a, a 50 unit rental property and, and has declared their intention to turn it into student housing. The student market is very lucrative for for rental housing developers, much more than family housing is, obviously, because you can get a lot more per student in a rent than you can get from a family. And so that's the business model that seems to be operating among these these companies that want to manage rental housing or build rental housing. And this is very dangerous for everybody because it jacks up the, the rental market so badly and uh, um, turns rental property even more than it is into a commodity, uh, a, a profit-oriented commodity, which is exactly not what people's homes should be, in my um, socialist opinion. Uh, so, uh, I, but I think realization of the need for nonprofit housing is really rapidly coming into view. It's not simply supply and demand that will that will work in terms of controlling prices. It's got to be subsidized housing uh, that that is the answer, and certainly for the community of Isla Vista and for for the campus at UCSB. So that's my my input here on this. Uh, and, and we're we're pretty much out of time. Uh, and I wanted to thank you once again, Jonathan, for always being here with important insight and news about the Isla Vista community here on Inside IV. And thanks to, of course, Lisa Osborne, our producer and public affairs director at the station, KCSB in Santa Barbara. This is Dick Flax. Thanks for listening. Thank you.